Did you know that within a decade, women will hold $30 trillion in investable assets? Yet somehow, only 19% of women reported feeling confident in selecting investments that align with their long-term goals. Our friends at InvestHer are out to change that. InvestHer Con is the number one premier conference for women in real estate, and it's happening June 2nd through the 4th in Austin, Texas. InvestHerCon is not just another real estate conference. It's a transformational experience focused on real estate investing, business strategies, and self-care tactics, all designed to help women take control of their financial futures. Gain the knowledge and skills you need to grow your portfolio and build a sustainable business, all while connecting with over 500 women who are playing at the same level. To learn more and to get your tickets, visit InvestHerCon.com today and use the code 100BESTEVER to get $100 off your ticket. That's InvestHer, H-E-R, Con.com, promo code 100BESTEVER to get $100 off your ticket. Don't just assume that the permits and all of the things are going to do all the checks and balances for you. Learn what other things that developer has done built in the past what are the reviews on that building best ever listeners you ready to take your online advertising into the big leagues are you ready to get more leads well how about we do all this for free yeah sure free well it starts out with a free strategy session with dan barrett you recognize his name episode 565 titled google adwords and cutting edge strategies He's the only certified Google partner agency that works exclusively with real estate investors. That's why I'm talking about him. And he's managed over a million dollars of client spend and scored an 80th percentile for or higher for best practice. Basically, he knows his stuff. And he is offering a free strategy session for one hour to do a deep dive with you and learn about your market and collaboratively come up with an online advertising strategy based on your target audience. And he's offering to do this for the best ever listeners. Go to adwordsnerds.com forward slash Joe. Now I mentioned free. Well, the strategy session is free. And then you can either take the online advertising strategy that he comes up with on the call and go implement it yourself. There you go. It's free. Or you can have him and his agency do it for you. It's a turnkey solution. And by the way, that likely one that being free too, assuming that you're closing on the leads that he's generating for you as a result of all the efforts. Go to adwordsnerds.com forward slash Joe. He's got some amazing stuff. Ask him about the pre-targeting for direct mail lists that he does. It's something unique to their company and it's pretty exciting stuff. He's noticing some tremendous results as a result of doing pre-targeting. So ask him about that. AdWordsNerds.com forward slash Joe. Best ever listeners, welcome to the best real estate investing advice ever show. I'm Joe Fairless. This is the world's longest running daily real estate investing podcast. We only talk about the best advice ever. We don't get into any fluff. With us today, Kimberly Smith. How you doing, Kimberly? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. My pleasure and looking forward to digging in. Kimberly has over 20 years of experience as an entrepreneur in real estate, property management, corporate housing. She is an accomplished entrepreneur and real estate author. She's the CEO and owner of Avenue West Global Franchise, which is a multi-million dollar company. And she is based in Littleton, Colorado. So that being said, Kimberly, you want to give the best ever listeners a little bit more about your background 
and your focus? So my focus is corporate housing, which is furnished monthly rentals. In 2016, furnished rentals on a monthly basis in the United States was $3.2 billion in rental dollars. So for dozens of years, long before there was an Airbnb, there has been an industry that provides furnished residential properties for businesses relocating and needing temporary housing. It's amazing how it's now the new key thing and everybody wants to be part of Airbnb and figure out how to do this. We've actually been doing it for decades. <laughs> it's old news to you, right? All right, well, let's talk about this. This is going to be an interesting conversation. I've got apartment communities. They're B-class apartment communities built between, say, 1980 to 2000 in working-class neighborhoods. Is this relevant to me? Absolutely. It's relevant to anybody with a piece of residential real estate. When you are providing a rental property, all you have to do to be successful is find the right tenant, set the expectations, and then meet or exceed the expectations of the tenant. So in the United States, there's about 100 to 200,000 traveling nurses in any given year. And they go and they have an entire fun lifestyle where they pop from city to city and they work for six to 12 months on a contract basis. So a B property would be a perfect situation for them. But what I want to say is what's most important for me is what I call portfolio diversification. We talk about all these fun and exciting things, and let's, everyone has a bad habit of just jumping in. So let's say you have an apartment complex with 10, 20, or 100 units in it. How can you maximize your revenue by making sure your long-term ROI is stable? So if you could take five to ten of those properties and make them furnished monthly rentals, it's a lot less work than doing your paint-per-dollar with your vacation rentals. You're talking about getting two to four renters a year. But if you could make an extra five to $10,000 per year per rental property, that might be interesting. But as we know in real estate, everything goes in cycles. So you want to keep a large portion of your portfolio still those monthly rentals where you get paid on the first of every month, and that's consistent. But these furnished monthly rentals allow you to capture some of that increased revenue you wouldn't be getting otherwise. That's smart. I love it. After we're done with our conversation, I'm going to pretend that I'm going to make it happen at one of my properties. So I'm going to ask you all the questions that I can think of that I would need to implement this at my property because who cares about me? It's all about the best ever listeners. And I suspect that the questions I'm about to ask will be relevant to them if they're going to implement it on their stuff. So one, how do I find people who are going to rent a furnished property? That's one of the key secret sauces. In the old days, this $3.2 billion industry that most people have never heard of, unless you've been relocated by your company. It was a B2B business. So I would set up a corporate housing business. I would set up 100 to 500 furnished rental properties. And I would go out and I would do old-fashioned requests for proposals, RFPs with major corporations. And they would say, okay, I need 103 one-bedrooms for six months. Can you get them all ready for me? What's happening today with the transformation of the Internet is there are these new distribution portals. Now, if you're watching any of the news right now, the Airbnbs are just now starting to think about how do I talk to a corporation? So there's a learning curve. So part of the challenge right now is finding those right tenants, and it's done through a number of different ways. 
Some of it is through distribution portals. Some of it is through old-fashioned relationship building. Understand, is there a university in your area? Is there a hospital where there's a housing coordinator? Are there human resource directors who do this on a regular basis? So one of the first things that you're going to do before you get anywhere into starting anything with your property is for the last eight years, Corporate Housing By Owner has created an annual report. You can get it on Amazon.com or you can register for free at CorporateHousingByOwner.com and you can download it for free. And it'll tell you, we ask hundreds of people across the country, how do you market your furnished rentals and where do you get your best results from? So we have eight years of data in that report and it's going to start by just reading the details. Distribution portals, you've said that a couple times. What are the distribution portals? Can you name them? Sure. They're all sorts. Um, so Corporate Housing by Owner is an old-fashioned distribution portal that's created relationships over the last 11 years with major corporations. And it's a subscription-based marketing platform. So what that means is you put your property there, it calls you, and you do the deal on the side. The great news is it's a fabulous return on your investment. You're investing a couple hundred dollars to get someone who's going to make you five to $10,000 a year. The Airbnbs are there, and in certain markets like a San Francisco, where businesses like to be high-tech, you do your rental transactions through the Airbnbs of the world, and you pay a much higher return on that for their platform to transact your rental process. So you've got HomeSuite, you've got Airbnb, you've got Booking.com, you've got HomeAway. All of these guys are just starting to think, how do we best service the needs of the business traveler? So you want to actually be in the short run. You want to be in all of those places. The good news is if you understand your technology, you can sync your availability calendars from one platform to another to keep everything organized. So you can sign up with a reservation program like access.com, list all your rental properties in there, and then you can feed all your properties through APIs to these distribution portals. What about That's a lot of detail, sorry. <laughs> no, I, we love details, especially for those of us like me who take notes on these calls. So that, that's great. What about if we have a third-party management company and they've never done this before? That's actually what I do every day. And part of it is understanding the difference between the tortoise and the hare. In unfurnished property management, you are the tortoise. You're renting a property for a year. If your kitchen sink has a leak, you report it, and they come out in the next week, and they're going to fix it for you. In corporate housing, if I'm there for 30, 60, 90 days, and there's something wrong, I need you to deal with that. As a corporation, I need you to deal with me on a business-to-business type transaction. I need to understand that. I need to be invoiced in a certain way. I'm not going to pay you a security deposit if I don't want to tie up my cash. I need you to understand my reputation as a business client and take a letter of responsibility. Typical unfurnished property managers do not understand corporate housing. So what I do is I work with real estate brokers and property managers to develop Avenue West Corporate Housing, which is a management brand that focuses only on furnished rentals. So right now there are eight Avenue West property management companies across the country, and our goal is to get to 50 to 75. I would be a little wary of just handing a furnished rental that you're expecting to get a business client into an unfurnished property management company because they don't really understand how to find that right tenant. There's a couple scenarios. I'm going to give you both of them that I can think. Well, I'm sure there's more, but I have two in my mind. I'm going to give you one and then I'll give you another. One is 
I have a single family home in Dallas and I have a management company I'm happy with, but certainly your idea piques my curiosity and intrigues me. Do you replace the current management company or do you educate them? How does this work? Dallas is an easy answer for me because there is an Avenue West Dallas office. So you would replace your management company with Avenue West Dallas if you really wanted to make it a full-time corporate housing company. You could sit down and work on an educational basis with your property management company and say, hey, I really just need to be able to call you when there's something wrong and I need you to deliver the keys when I need the keys delivered. But I'm personally going to go out and I'm going to start trying to meeting the needs of the corporate housing traveler. So part of the challenge is in unfurnished, we're used to being able to plan ahead and do things slowly. Most corporate housing tenants call you today and they actually want to move in within seven days. So if I'm an auditor and I'm going to a new city to do a project, I'm not going to need my corporate housing until I've actually signed that deal. But once I sign that deal, I need to be there tomorrow. So there's a speed to that. Now, as you as the investor, maybe in the short run, you want to answer those calls and figure out the best client for you and then just have your property management company back you up. But there is a bit of a learning curve there. And then the other scenario I can think of is I have an apartment building. I'll give you a real example. I have a 296-unit apartment building in Dallas. As you said earlier, have a small percentage, not the whole thing. That way we have a diversified portfolio. How do you work with that management company? Because I imagine since you're only taking a very small piece of the pie in terms of number of units, that you wouldn't want to take over the whole management of the apartment community. Maybe we should go back one step before we get there. When I talk to investors, there's three things that I really want to focus in on it. And one is I want you, the investor, to know thyself. What is it that makes you tick and what's your threshold of pain when it comes to real estate and cash flow? So that next step is understanding your pain per dollar. And there's lots of opportunities out there. But you need to understand if you have absolutely not a single ounce of time left in your day at any given time, the idea of making an extra five to $10,000 a year may not be of interest to you. And so you need to understand in certain markets you can do vacation rentals, but you're flipping something all the time. But that's a lot of work. So you need to understand what your pain per dollar is. And then you need to understand the life cycle of real estate. Every market and every type of property will have ebbs and flows. So if you can understand that a little bit more, you have some flexibility. So with 296 units, you would probably want to sit down and say, hey, let's put together a business plan. Who in my area is there again? We'll use the hospital. Are there traveling nurses there? Could I create two different levels of corporate housing? Could I create what I call a CHBO complete property, which is really designed have five to ten units that are perfect. They have Wi-Fi and cable and exactly the right number of forks and king-size beds and TVs in every room that really work to that business traveler. Now, are there 10 to 20 units that I could use more for the traveling nurse where they just need basic accommodations? And then if you have an on-site property manager, every couple of years you may want to say, hey, this year they're working on the power plant that's down the street and they're going to get a whole bunch of extra contract workers. So for the next 12 months, I'm going to do 30 units that are these basic furnished units. Oh, but you know that power plant contract is done, so I'm going to take 20 of those this year and just do them typically furnished, unfurnished. So if you're really talking about a 296-unit building, 
sitting down, putting together a business plan, saying what clients am I going to get now, and then reviewing that on an annual basis is going to help you through that process. Fascinating. The business plan and the opportunity just molds to however the market shifts, as you said. So you got traveling nurses, business travelers, if there's something happening. Okay, that makes sense. Let's talk about money. How much more money can we make? Return on investment, that's what everybody wants. I talk to investors and I say, hey, let's start by, if you have a furnished rental, let's just look at the numbers and say you have an annual occupancy of 80%. Okay, so you want to look at the extended stays in your neighborhood. You want to look at the hotel rates in your neighborhood. You may even be able to find exact corporate housing rates in your neighborhood. Last year in the United States, the average daily rate on a corporate housing rental was $150. The average U.S. corporate housing rental is also a one-bedroom. So if you take a a one-bedroom unit and you say, okay, I'm getting $150 a night and run that at an 80% occupancy. Now, most individuals are not going to get that $150 a night. So you have to understand your individual market and figure out where you fit. You can purchase something called Corporate Housing Industry Report, which this year is a 206-page document that goes through all major metropolitan state areas and looks at what's the average rent that was collected last year on a studio, on a one-bedroom, on a two-bedroom. Again, when you're looking at houses, you could look at the Corporate Housing by Owner Report. It's going to give you average rental rates. And so then you back into that. I just come up with round numbers of $5,000 to $10,000 extra return as I'm talking very generally. But if you look at something like Phoenix, you could have a one-bedroom apartment that you're buying for $100,000 to $150,000 that would rent unfurnished for like $750. But you might actually be able to rent it as a furnished rental for $2,500. So some markets have really big spreads, and then there are other markets that have unusual spreads that are reversed, like San Francisco. San Francisco is a little soft this year, but if you look at San Francisco in 2016, you could actually in some cases get more as an unfurnished rental than you could as a corporate housing rental. But in San Francisco, people don't like to tie up their rentals for 12 months because rents are changing so much. So by putting in the corporate housing rental model, they can turn that and get an increased rent every 90 days, depending on the market. So you do want to understand your individual market. The Corporate Housing Industry Report can do that for you, which is put out by the Corporate Housing Providers Association and also the CHBO report. What type of management fee should the management company charge for corporate? Because we know what they charge for residential or a regular residence, but what about corporate residents? If you were a vacation rental property, The property manager typically charges 50% of the rent in order to do full property management. And Avenue S. Is that right? 50, 50? Is that what you said? That's correct. Okay. So for corporate housing and Avenue S managed corporate housing brokerage would charge you between 25 and 35% depending on the market. And they're included in that. So if a corporation is paying rent via credit card, Avenue West is incurring that expense and not passing that on to you, the owner. They're doing all the key arrivals. They're doing whatever background checks are necessary. They're doing all of that service for that corporate tenant. They have the 
extensive software to, to do the invoicing and such that's necessary as part of that whole thing. And they're building relationships. So you're working with a management company that doesn't say, oh, I hope to find you a corporate housing rental. You're dealing with an Avenue West company who has been around for 18 years developing these relationships that says, hey, these are the corporations that work with me every day. Mm-hmm. Just running some quick math. I love specific examples. I've got a house. It rents for $1,200 in Dallas. And let's say I got $100 a day for this house with the corporate rental. That's $3,100. And then 35% off the top. So that's $2,000. So basically, I go from, what I say, 1200 From 1200 to $2,000. It's like an $800 difference. I'm sure there are other things like paying for all the forks and Wi-Fi or whatever else that's involved. So the expenses would be higher, both the CapEx expenses and then the ongoing expenses would be higher, right? Yes, that's correct. But how many bedrooms do you have? This one house example, four bedrooms. Okay. So at four bedrooms, you're really undervaluing the property at 3100 It would probably rent more for like $4,100 a month. Interesting. I had my conference actually a stone's throw away from you in Denver, Colorado, and we had someone speak about corporate rentals. And it makes a lot of sense, especially to diversify your portfolio. The key is, and this is where the genius of what you created, (laughs) the key is the management and having the management team be experts in it. And I think it's a really smart business. What is your best real estate investing advice ever? Best advice is a couple different things. One is understand yourself. It is so simple to go to real estate conferences and get so excited. There's lots of ways to make money in real estate, but know yourself first. Not all real estate is created equal, so you got to do your homework. you got to understand who your developer is. you got to kick the tires. you got to know three different ways you can make money off of that rental property. And then Return on investment is an interesting thing. Understand that sometimes you do not want to cash flow real estate. What happens if you went and bought that four-bedroom house today and you decided, I'm going to put a 15-year mortgage on it and I'm not going to cash flow it at all for the next 15 years. But I just had a cute little baby boy today. And 15 years from now, I'm going to have to pay for him to go to college and it's going to cash flow like there's no tomorrow in 15 years. So... There are lots of interesting ways through financing and what you need. If you're a young investor and you want it to cash flow today so you can buy the next one, that's cool too. But the way to get the long-term return on your investment is not necessarily about making a dollar today. So have fun learning about some of those different ideas. My bigger book is The Idiot's Guide, Making Money with Rental Properties. You can check it out at most libraries. You can buy it on Amazon.com. But it talks about all of those ins and outs. There will always be a what-if in real estate investing. You just need to know a scenario and a solution to all of those what-ifs as life changes. You ready for the best ever lightning round, Kimberly? Sounds scary. All right, great. Well, let's do it. First, though, a quick word from our best ever partners. Got your free strategy session to generate online leads yet? Well, if not, go to adwordsnerds.com forward slash Joe. Dan Barrett's going to give you a concrete online advertising strategy by the end of the conversation. You can choose to implement it yourself or you can work with this team and they'll implement it for you. 
AdWordsNerds.com forward slash Joe. Finally, your funding problem is 100% solved at CIX.com. At CIX.com, private lenders compete to fund deals. CIX facilitates over half a billion in loans for real estate investors weekly. Get funded and download your free funding kit at CIX.com. Best ever book you've read. That's a great one. And I was thinking about it and I'm... I'm on whatever great book I'm reading now. So read something now, right? Right now I'm reading Stealing Fire, and it's how if you create great, amazing teams, you can exponentially outperform the individual. The Navy SEALs do it. The Googles of the world do it. So my advice would just be always having a book in your hands. I read nonstop. Best ever deal you've done. I was a couple months out of college. I found a 400-square-foot studio that I bought for $89,000. I got a first-time homebuyer's loan on it. I put $2,300 down. That 400-square-foot studio happened to be in San Francisco before the dot-com era, and it grew and grew and grew. I was able to rent it for $3,900 a month. I was able to eventually sell it for $400,000 and buy my primary home during the dot-com bust happened, September 11th happened, no one could sell real estate, and I could sell that 400 square foot studio to finance an entire primary house. So always buy that smallest property in the best neighborhood. Best ever way you like to give back? I love to connect people and ideas. It's amazing what is possible. I work a lot with mentoring and business development. That's why I love doing the franchising side of my business because I get to help other people build their businesses. I support Clinica Verde, Health and Hope and Healthcare Innovation. We are currently functioning in Nicaragua. We are now working with the Nicaraguan government to renovate and manage rural health clinics. And it's amazing when you take one step at a time, the incredible things that you can accomplish. What's a mistake you've made on a particular transaction? Trusting a developer. I have a hard time buying things pre-construction. Don't just assume that the permits and all of the things are going to do all the checks and balances for you. Learn what other things that developer has built in the past. What are the reviews on that building? In my particular case, when I finally could walk the building prior to close, I was so disgusted that I actually walked away from my security deposit. So don't just buy something and think that all properties are created equal. Where can the best ever listeners get in touch with the Kimberly? Kimberly at AvenueWest.com. You can look up AvenueWest.com, which is the property management side of the business. And always happy to answer questions. Enjoyed our conversation learning about corporate housing, how we can benefit by diversifying our portfolio by using corporate housing and how we can maximize the income by just maybe swapping out, maybe on a single family house for corporate housing tenants, how to find them through distribution portals like you listed earlier, relationship building. Are there any hospitals close by for traveling nurses talking to the housing coordinator if there is one, or at least a human resources contact? A university would be another source for this type of housing and then the management side of things too where you've got your own business where you've got avenue west dallas avenue west fill in the blank for the city and then also the type of money we can make with corporate housing you went through that basically if we want a rough estimate from what i took from our conversation we project 80 percent occupancy 
and look at the extended stay businesses in our area and see what they're charging. Look at the hotel rates, look at Airbnb, and we'll have a general idea of what we can charge. Then we can back into some numbers and assuming 35% off the top for the rent and then factoring in some other CapEx expenses that we need to put into the property in order to get it ready, as well as some other ongoing things as well that we wouldn't normally have. Thanks so much for being on the show. Hope you have a best ever day, Kimberly, and we'll talk to you soon. Thanks so much, Joe. Have a good day, too. Finally, your funding problem is 100% solved at CIX.com. At CIX.com, private lenders compete to fund deals. CIX facilitates over half a billion in loans for real estate investors weekly. Get funded and download your free funding kit at CIX.com.